Does he, has he ever said Craig at the end? No, he's never said Craig. This has just been your thing. But it's great. You gotta keep going. You gotta do it every episode. <laughs> whether it's in the actual recording, or, sorry, whether it's actually in what we put out or not, it's different. Craig <laughs> <laughs> is like the mysterious fourth member of. Pop yeah, Man. he is. He's the fourth pillar. We are not a tripod. We are four pillars. <laughs> well, if you're American, it's Craig. Craig. <laughs> Craig. I always wondered what Craig's list was. It's Craig's list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still don't really know what it is, to be honest. Oh, it's just, it's like the Gumtree, but much worse and much more. Oh, fun. okay. Oh, okay. And Craig's list is just recording. <laughs> right. So here we are in episode three, season one of Game of Thrones. Lord Snow. Are you excited to talk about it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was an alright episode. Not much happened really. Yeah. It's like the least eventful of the three so far. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So now, I've, this we're not going to structure it differently. But now they've firmly established like the three different areas. So we got King's Landing, little bit of Winterfell still, and the Wall. So, I think the most important parts of the episode were at the Wall, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, and then obviously a lot goes on in King's Landing, which I want to talk about. But I'm going to start just to get it out the way. A little trip to see Danny and Viserys uh, across the narrow sea. So not a lot happens with Danny, but it is quite significant. So first of all, when she's riding horseback as a Khaleesi, Viserys starts bloody throwing a bitch fit. Um, <laughs> oh, he's so good, though. Like, how good is this guy? Like, in every episode, he's just a dickhead. As yeah. a cunt. The series is a very good girl. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He, he's like Joffrey in, in Merry Ways. He, he he lives up to his kind of, like, his Oh, character. yeah, but there's only room for one massive knob. <laughs> yeah. Joffrey <laughs> just takes it, but the series is very good. And, yeah, yeah basically, Danny's again, flexing her muscle as the Khaleesi and the Dothraki like, guard soldier man. Puts the whip round his neck and with one word would kill him. Yeah. It's kind of like the first time she proper stood up and put him down. It's yeah. very much a defining point, I, I think, very early on anyway. So it's the clearest point mm. where you see she's trying to break away from what she's had before. Yeah, because I always just assumed watching it before that it took her a while to sort of become brave and strong. But we're three set episodes in and she's feeling herself a bit, you know, as well as Drogo. Yeah, definitely. And she's been backed up by the other people around her. I think Jorah's definitely stepping up into, you know, she's going to be something. Obviously, that's because he's got very questionable morals and very questionable intentions as well. At um, the moment. Yeah, at the moment. But he's helping along the way, along with the random ladies, the servants and that. They're all doing their bit to prop her up and give her ideas, aren't they? Yeah, and... And Danny reveals she is pregnant and she's guessing it's a boy. She just knows. And I have, I have a question about that. Jorah hears about this and is, goes off to be a grass, which we'll find out in a later episode. But yeah, this oh, whole thing. Oh, no. I think I'm getting confused because we're in a different point. I, was so say, I think it's revealed in a later episode in season one, and obviously we've seen this before that Jorah is spying on Danny. Yeah. And it wasn't until I, obviously, because I've watched a few episodes ahead of where we're recording, that the reason Jorah's like, mm. 
he's talking about food and rabbits and then realizing he can go and get a couple of goats is because he hears she's pregnant, so he's got to drop the word to the Robert Baratheon. Yeah, you get some more money, get some more coin. Because when I first watched it, I was like, what's up with Jorah? Because I'd forgot about the whole grass thing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, as you say, you kind of twig it now, especially having gone back and rewatched it to record this anyway. You, you definitely notice that well, he's very dead. Sorry. That was your exact words, wasn't it? Like when we was yeah. watching the episode, James was like, we know where you're going. <laughs> or yeah. like, know what you're going to do. And outside to send a WhatsApp. Yeah, get yeah. an encrypted <laughs> message. Yeah. It will explode within WhatsApp, 10 seconds. WhatsApp in Robert Baratheon, whose people seem like mounting a pig drinking wine. <laughs> Gotta love so, Rob, though. Yeah, he's good. What was your question, Tiff, about so, you know, So, you know this whole pregnant thing, and then they're like, oh, it's a gift from the Great Stallion. Now, what is the Great Stallion? Because I mentioned it twice. Is it like their god? Is it yeah, like the... My assumption is, and Instagram me or tweet me if I'm wrong, but they're very big on their horses. They're, uh, mm. they're very spiritual people. And maybe, I don't know, James is Googling. I am frantically Google searching yeah. in the background. They're, so, oh, yes, yeah. I can drop some knowledge. The Great Stallion must be like their god because they were Essentially, yeah. He's moved the importance of the horses within their cultures. The religious of them are complex... Yeah, um, it's a yeah. very powerful thing amongst the Dothrak. Yeah, I thought so, but there was a little part of me that was uh, that thought it was a euphemism, euphemism for uh, Drogo's dick. So, yeah, what a check. <laughs> <laughs> we know which section's yours, don't we? Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jason Momoa. No. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, so fair. It was bad that the rock called he's a strudel, but the great stallion. Wait, he calls it a strudel? Yeah, enough of pro wrestling reference. He called he, uh, I can't remember when it was, but the rock, Dwayne Johnson, described his penis as a strudel. It was a wrestling promo, <laughs> so it was funny. Yeah. Wow. He was always good at that sort of young humor, wasn't he? The, 30, the, the teen humor. He was always good at that. Anyone can get away with calling their penis the great stallion. It's good. <laughs> 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 okay. Moving on. So that's what's going on with Danny in episode three. So back in King's Landing, I'll just do not any sort of order, but we get a meeting of Jamie and Ned in the Red Keep. And I suppose when you first watch this, and Jamie's called the Kingslayer, and you'll think it's bad. Mm. But even when Jamie describes it now, it was a mercy. Because I yeah. thought it, it took a few seasons for Jamie to admit that he had a soft side. But even when he describes it to Ned, Ned still thinks he's a knob. So Ned's being dumb again. Well, mm. that's the thing. I think I'd, I explained it to Tiff as well when she questioned it while we were watching it. A bit of, a, bit of a later point. It's the, that it's the honour of it. You stabbed him in the back. You did it unhonourably. It's the same way that in the last uh, episode when the other guy... Actually, no, in a future episode, there's something else that happens. It's unhonorable, and Jamie also doesn't like it. He's very much about honor. He's always been part of the King's Guards. Yeah, the spear in the calf. But then Jamie says to Ned, he says, what? So if I'd have stabbed him in the belly, you wouldn't have minded. Mm, which is yeah. true. Which yeah. is exactly the point. It's like, you've killed the king either way, isn't it? And, and like Jamie a- says, he says, like, you know, he said the same thing they he was saying for hours, burn them all. So this, you know, he, he needed to die. So what yeah. does it matter yeah. if he stabbed him in the belly or the back? I just so don't. A lot of season one, there's all these rules and noble things, and it's just stupid. Like, <laughs> it's, I didn't expect, I love, it's so stupid. That's why Cat pissed me off in the last episode. 
And then yeah, I'm on board with Jamie much earlier than I thought I would be. Yeah, mm. I'm liking it more because he's just that character from that film. That's all I can see right. when I see him down. And uh, the small council meeting. So we're introduced to some new characters that we haven't seen yet. We may have seen a bit of varies. I can't remember. But Ed, Edward arrives in a small council and he's so out of his depth. Um, mm. Varies the master's whispers, like the nonce, basically with no balls. Renly Baratheon, the little brother, who is greeted quite uh, kindly by Ned because obviously his best mate's his big brother. Mm. And Grand Maester Pycelle, the old shit, the king, <laughs> personal maester and advisor. And <laughs> an idiot, man. I can't Peter stand Baelish, it. known as Littlefinger, the realm's master of coin. So, yeah, it's, it's just some quite big players early on, or three episodes in. We haven't seen, have we seen Littlefinger yet? Have we seen no, this is the first time we see him. I think it's the first time we see Varys as well. Yeah, and so in this meeting, we found out the crown is, the crown is skint, which is, I love this sort of little political side to season one of Thrones. Yeah. They got no money because Robert has been spending it all on brasses. So. <laughs> <laughs> He just doesn't care, does he, really? Ah, that's why he's so good, man, because he just does whatever he wants. He's king, and he knows he's king. Well, yeah. Like he, he won the rebellion, became king, and got fat. <laughs> and then they want to throw a little tournament, a jousting tournament. Uh, Ned says no, but obviously it happens. And then it we cut to a little scene, which was, I think, arguably my, one of my favourite scenes of this episode. With Cersei and Joffrey, and you just see the the way she's molding him and controlling him to mm. her will and yeah. the leader she wants to be. And even Joffrey show obviously shows he's a tyrant, but he's also got a bit of knowledge about how he would rule. And mm. just anyone who isn't us is an enemy when he asks uh, are the Starks are enemies. So just Cersei being the puppet master in that scene, I thought was brilliant. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, definitely. And she and she was right in a way because he was like, oh, you know, I'd kill all the people who opposed me and, you know, i take the North. And she's like, oh, don't be an idiot. Like, you couldn't take the North, basically. You know, like, she's 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 right in what she's saying. She's educating him. Yeah. And she loves her children. The only thing that she ever does love. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Apart from her tiny, weeny moment we spoke about with Caitlin in the last episode, the only love she shows is for her kids, even if it is training them to be assholes. Um, and then we get like a a big dick off, a big uh, stallion, right? Whatever you called thingy's dick a minute ago. Great stallion, yeah. A great stallion off when Rob's Robert Baratheon, the king, is getting pissed with Lancel Lannister, uh, Cersei's cousin, getting him wine. And Barristan Selmy, basically, the Barristan Selmy, they're putting him over as like one of the greatest of all time, you know. Mm. And then Jamie as well. So it's just establishing who are the BMFs of the soldier world. Mm. And just basically getting over the fact that they're hard bastards. Pretty much. Yeah. Ja- Jamie comes in and amuses the king. Just with a. Sh- yeah. I like Jamie in this scene as well, where he just talks. I don't know. He's just so. You can see a bit more of him than his personality. Such, yeah. He just talks with such. I can't express just confident, but quietly confident, even though yeah. he's got like an arrogant smug. It's weird. Like he's justified in his arrogance. I love it. Yeah, he's great. And then obviously I'm just talking about what happened in King's Landing, so this jumps a bit about an episode. But Ned approves Aya's training, 
which is only a small moment because he lets her keep needle, but he's basically set her on the path to become the badass she is. Like, if it ain't for Ned, none of that happens. Yeah, pretty much. She no. gets Sirio Pharrell to train her, and like, basically, the what does he call it? You have to move the water up. dance. Water dance. That's it. And uh, he approves it, but then he worries when he looks, and that's as the episode finishes. Yeah. That he's training her for what's to come. Essentially, yeah, PTSD going back from him, isn't it? Key for Aya Stark, and like only three episodes in, you see how important Ned Stark is on setting all basically the Stark children off, and where mm. they end up, like right through to the end. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And how good was that scene as well? How good was the guy as well? Definitely one know. of my favorite yeah. scenes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, whether it's through the entirety, like you, you always remember him. He's a great character, and it's a great mm. introduction for him. Yeah, he makes me want to learn how to like sword fight. Yeah, do all this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly what he does. He's the perfect teacher. I'm going to buy a wooden stick and name it the Great Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, uh, right, so then there's another little bit, which before and in between this is, uh, James, your favourite, Catelyn is in Littlefinger's brothel. And the best thing about this is that immediately Littlefinger just owns Ned Stark. He's he's living in his head rent-free, man. Yeah, he really is. Like, oh, yeah, your missus is in the brothel. And he's like, what yeah. are you showing, bruv? No, no, she is. And she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one good thing Catelyn did as well, I, I don't think it was intentional, it's just a script, but the way she says to Ned, oh, you can trust Littlefinger, he's like a little brother to me. Like He doesn't even get friend-zoned, he gets little brother-zoned. Sucks <laughs> <laughs> to be you, mate. Yeah, but their little finger just living in Ned's head rent-free is just brilliant. Like, poor old Ned. Um, he gets bad, though. Then, is yeah, he bad? He does. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then Caitlin and Ned kiss goodbye f- for what I think is the last time. Yeah, I think and, it is. And they hang oh, on that yeah. for a while, I think, because that is it. Mm. Yeah. That is sad, man. So in, we did it in the last episode, lots of goodbyes, and now the goodbye for them too. Obviously, they don't know, which makes it worth, mm. which makes this rewatch good. So, yeah, that's King's Landing. Uh, Littlefinger has moved into Ned's head. <laughs> and now Winterfell, we only get a little bit of Winterfell. And oh, it, God. this was my favourite scene, actually, even though... I said it before, it leads to the disappointment of what is Bran's arc. But Old Nan tells the stories about the White Walkers to Bran and talks about giant spiders, which they never did because of it just wouldn't work with CGI and stuff, I guess. It wasn't they can't get all them elephants and they're not going to get any spiders. Yeah, it's not Harry Potter money, is it? <laughs> More wine. And uh, Bran is awake and there's a raven in there. Oh, again. Oh, yeah, raven. Oh, raven. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Basically, yeah. yeah. And then a raven, a normal raven, is sent to inform his family that he's awake. So that is Bran. But yeah, I just love the little creepiness of old Nan talking about the White Walkers. And I'll get into that bit in a minute about no one still believing it. So at the wall, um, Jon Snow turns up and is obviously better than everyone else. And he's getting a bit stroppy. Tyrion brings him down a peg, which I think is awesome. Where he basically mm-hmm. explains where the others have come from. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It kind of just reminds him that, you know, you've had privilege, regardless of how you got that privilege and how much you hate that you've got that privilege. You you were miles ahead of everybody else and you're going to have to help him now. Yeah. Uncle Benjamin brings him down a peg as well, saying you're not worthy. 
basically Jon Snow, it doesn't matter what he knows, he's come up here and he's got to start again. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's obviously, the title of the episode is Lord Snow. And I think it's very much getting rid of that mantle more than anything else. I think it's kind of in spite of what they're doing to him in the in the episode because he, he does get knocked down and he's kind of like, yeah, you're, you're bottom here. Remember, yeah, he's, you're bottom. He's, he's AFC Wimbledon. Like. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> down there. He's, his Lord title's gone to Milton Keynes and he's, he's down in the dumps, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Lower league football reference. Brilliant. Um, and Tyrion and Benjin have a good chat where um, I know you want to talk about Benjin in a bit, so we'll leave that there. But I just love the way Benjin talks about North of the Wall and Master mm. Aemon. This is a character I wanted more of, and I've going to drop some 411 knowledge. So Aemon Targaryen was known at the time as the last Targaryen in Westeros, a great uncle of Daenerys, and unbeknownst to him, the great uncle of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Aemon's origins have been long forgotten by most and he remained dedicated to his vows as maester and brother of the Night's Watch for many decades so yeah Aemon was a prince Targaryen but not the oldest so he's never going to be king so he came to the Night's Watch and I thought that's pretty cool I love him as well he's such a good character he reminds me of Davros from Doctor <laughs> Who yeah as good as he is yeah just a wait yeah Yes, yeah, he's good though. He's very good, but yeah, I, I just can't help but think of Davros every time he opens his mouth. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but yeah, he 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 just has a little moment with where he's with uh, Mormon Jorah's dad. But mm. I know he's just he's just maybe it's just the actor. He's just so good. Like, he is very good. Yeah, he, he looks like a nice, sweet old man, but he's also a bit scary. But yeah, Davros, I suppose. Bit deranged. Yeah. And now I've written in capital letters, Alistair Thorne. I'm probably <laughs> going to talk about him more in the next episode. But I used to hate this dude, but I like him. He's got a point, man. Which is I that the trainer? Is, yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's, he's a good bad guy. He's good. He has he's got point. He, yeah. gets, he yeah. gets it. He's exactly. a necessary evil for the wall, but I will exactly. talk about him more in episode four. Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, so that is it. That is episode three, all the key points. So, um, Tiff, I think it's going to be a bit of a low key porn gore and hodor. Hi! Uh-uh. Hodor! <laughs> hodor! <laughs> yes, it's going to be a very short episode this week. I mean, Porn-wise, you don't really get a lot. I mean, you just get some boobage when we're in the brothel with, you know, the whole little finger and yep. uh, Catelyn thing. So you see some boobs. Um, good boobs, but, you know, that's about it. Um, and another thing, now this isn't porn, but it just made me giggle because it's quite cross. So um, Tyrion, when he's talking to uh, the brother, I don't know his name, the one who goes down to King's Landing. The recruiter guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's and they, he's talking about how he had to eat a bear's balls when he was north of the wall. And then he asks Tyrion, what's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? And Tyrion just says, does Dornish girls count? <laughs> 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 I just thought that was great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that is, that's literally it for the porn. Yeah. And the gore, um, again, nothing really. Uh, uh, the 
when John's fighting or training with the other recruits and he punches him in the nose and we see it like bust open and a bit of blood and that's basically it. So, so my so my Hordle rating is a one this week. Hordle. Can you give it a 0.5 rather than a one? Is that a you, <laughs> yeah, we're 0.5 counts, right? Not in Hodors. Oh, no. okay, cool. I was wondering how that worked. Yeah, sorry. There's only one Hodor. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and one more thing. Like, uh, Tyrion got to piss off the wall, which was uh, awesome because that's what oh, he said. Yes. And he actually pissed off the wall. And that's, I'm not saying that to be in porn and gore. I was meant to say it before I said Alistair no, Thorne. But you've Tyrion. reminded me of my health and safety issue. Yes, okay. health and safety. No, I I'll, I'll edit so, that bit out. So what's your health and safety? So my health and safety issue is basically everything about the wall. Just everything about the wall. But in particular, the lift, right? The lift, because James pointed this out. So, yeah, because, so the lift, like the doors, there's no like secure doors. So like if it's up and like you're not paying attention, like you could just fall off the edge. And the bit where Tyrion is, um, <laughs> the bit where Tyrion is pissing off the wall, right? So, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so, I'm just remembering my rant when I saw this. Yeah, so... He's pissing off the wall, and I'm just thinking, like, you know, if you get them because they're high up, right? Yeah, you get frostbite on, on your bellend. Yeah, well, for exactly, frostbite on your bellend, or, or what if you got a massive gust of wind, right? It would just take you right off. You'd just fall right the fuck off. And so, yeah, they're like fucking bar doors. They're like bow doors that like you push into them, and they move, and they're at the top of this fucking wall. Exactly. And, and there's like, no kind of bolt to hold that shit. If if you've got some young guy who's just lying out of the wall, <laughs> not paying attention, he's just going straight off the surface. <laughs> okay, well, first, gravity like a wee ball because he's a dwarf. It would start flailing around like a bit of paper. He would just sort of float down to the bottom. The top of him would bob as he's weighted down. <laughs> and the wall was built to keep out monsters. Oh, well, yeah, true. No, I, I, yeah, I just thought I'd have a little yeah. funny. It's a massive health and safety hazard. I'll give mm. you that much. Right, so <laughs> one-eyed raven, one-eyed stallion. I'm going to go now. Well, he... <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just trying to recover. That was funny. That was great. Oh, that section's going to be good this week. Right. Uh, so, yeah, on Wild Raven this week. Anyway, we have um, kind of... I, I want to look at Benjin. Yeah, I thought he was great. He was really good in the first episode. When you first meet him, maybe he's kind of like the cool uncle. He's kind of like, he's the one who comes back every now and again, shows up, and you're like, oh, it's, it's the favourite uncle, because he's here, like, every now and again, barely ever. But um, you, here you get more of a centric Benjamin, what he's actually been doing all the while that he's been gone, and he's passing on that knowledge to John and to Tyrion in, an, uh, in a way as well. I, I really liked what he did in this episode, just the, just the way that he portrayed it and he was so genuine with everything that he did as well. It was a good performance from the actor for one, but also for him as a character, he pointed lots of people in the directions that they needed to go. That's what this episode has probably covered more than anything else. It's a stepping stone episode and he provides a good stepping stone for John and the wall to just keep climbing and to keep going up. And yeah. uh, that's all for this episode. And he's, uh, <laughs> he's lying about uh, the wildlings aren't the ones keeping me up at night. Just mm. yeah, no one believes about the White Walkers, man. 
so early on and it's like, oh, come it's on. Good. It's good. But then again, fact, are, sorry, we could be fine though because we know it, it doesn't really mean much anyway. So, and so. I just want to add a little thing when, um, again, we have that little another another moment with where he says goodbye to John and he's like, "We'll yeah. talk when I get when I get back." And when he's like, "Oh yeah, he'll be gone for a month or two and you're like, "Oh no, six seasons, mate. Yeah. Come back in, in a lot more. It's a bit earlier than season seven. Oh, was it? Does he come back later in the series or something? Not like? in season one, but I'm pretty sure we see him again before his demise, basically. Oh, okay. Um, yes, we definitely do. Yeah. Okay, then. Anything else from the one-eyed Willie, Raven? Um, no, not really. Other than, yeah, I really liked uh, Again, I liked, uh, I can't remember the trainer guy's name again. Sorry, who was it, Mike? Sure his name. Who? Uh, Alistair Thorne. No, the guy who was teaching Aria. Oh, oh Syria. Yeah, Syria. I, I thought he was really good as well. I'd like to shine a lot on him. I think yeah, definitely what I took from this episode and what I'd like everybody else to have on my section anyway. It's just the good characters. Pay attention to these guys. They're good. It is quality. Okay, right then. Let's move on to MVPs and popcorns. Popcorn. And I do believe, Tiff, it's your turn to do MVP first. Uh, right, MVP. I'm going to go... Hello. Oh, I've got one. Uh... I've forgotten his name again, even though you just said it, but the sword... Serio. 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 Yes. Okay. Okay. What just really? because you appreciate? Just because, yeah, I just that was my favorite scene. I think, and I just, just he was just so captivating to watch, and like I said, he makes me want to learn sword fighting. So for me, he just, yeah, he's awesome, and he starts Arya off on that journey, and the it whole does. river dance, and and you know, she's awesome, you know, because of him, I believe, and Ned and other people, but you know, okay. he starts her off on that journey. So yeah, that's my MVP. Okay, James, you can go next. Yeah, I'm not gonna pick Penjin, that would just be too easy. No, I actually want to give it to Tyrion because okay. he kind of plays a good part in what John settles into in the world. He kind of sets her up for his relationships with his peers, he has these relationships built up with the other guys to kind of let them know what's happening up north. It doesn't really lead anywhere now, we know that anyway. But yeah, he, he plays a very integral role, even though he's just there to piss off the wall and just to mess about and just there to see what it's all about. I think he's really good for this episode. So yeah, I'd pick him as an MVP. Okie okay, So I've got a choice of four that I still haven't decided on. <laughs> okay. I feel like we need all four. Okay, right. So first Tyrion. For, first of all, pissing off the wall. And yeah, being integral with John and just everything Tyrion seems to do in this season is good. But he still doesn't believe in White Walkers. He's still got that Lannister in him. Yeah. Benjin, uh, for everything you explained in the One Eyed Raven. Uh, Littlefinger, just because it's the first time we see him <laughs> and how much he fucking owns Ned Stark. Yeah, I like Littlefinger as well, to be fair. And he is. I didn't have him originally before we started recording, but during this call, uh, Jamie Lannister. Yeah. How he carries himself and it's just awesome. Um, okay. I, I think I'm, I'm going to have to say Littlefinger because that popped me the most. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So it's up to us. To I have missed him. I, I can't lie. I've missed so, him. <laughs> we did it last time. We basically, Tiff, who would you... Well... Yeah, so we'll do who we would choose between the other two peoples, basically. That's how we did it, wasn't it? So James out of Syria and Littlefinger. Uh, um, I kind of want to give it to Littlefinger, but I'm... Actually, well, sure. I think I think there's better stuff coming up for Littlefinger. I'd go with Syria because yeah, I'd say Syria at the two there. So then, uh, yes, yeah, let's go with Syria. Syria then. Yay! <laughs> 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 well, if I say who do you think Littlefinger or Tyrion? Then I suppose uh, it work hmm. out actually. Uh. Oh, a little finger in Tyrion. Uh, I say Tyrion. Okay, so then out of Tyrion and Sirio, I would say Tyrion. I would say Tyrion too. So that makes Tyrion two to one. And in the last minute, I'm sorry, but Sirio can go do his water dance. Tyrion's, <laughs> Tyrion's MVP. I think that's his second one. Did he get it in the first episode? I can't. Remember. No, Robert Baratheon. Oh yeah, yeah, Robert, yeah. Rob, yeah. He was a, he's the ultimate MVP. Because he was the first, <laughs> and then in episode two, it was I can't remember. I said oh, yeah. I remember. Well, we'll go back and listen to it to find out, like I have to. <laughs> <laughs> right. So popcorns. Um, Tiff, you go first again. Um. Okay. Let me just get my um this up. I'm going to give it a six. I think it's worth a watch. I think there's like, not much happens, but as you say, like there's, there is conversations and there is like integral parts that you sort of need to watch or. So, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's a good episode, but it's not great. And yeah, worth a watch. Six. Okay. Tiff said six. James. I'm going to go with five and give it an Okay. The reason I don't go for a six is because I kind of think you could really miss it. Like there is important things, but they're they're, they're fluffy things. They're not really major plot points in this episode. If you were rewatching it, like we are, I, I think you could give it a miss, and everyone still carries on their journey the exact same. So I think it's okay, not necessarily worth a watch. If, if any listeners want to give it a miss, I wouldn't recommend it, but you could potentially. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go over five as well. It's it's okay. Uh, I think the little nuances it and the little things like Ned setting off fire and the little conversations are more for like the fat the fan girls like me. Yeah. Um, but like you say, you probably could miss it. I don't think you should. Like, yeah. But then definitely... again, I'd like to say as well, like th- there isn't enough bad in this episode yeah. to make it a meh. It's not going to be a four. Yeah. No, it's definitely okay. Um, yeah. And compared to number, I think there was more juice in number two in terms of what's coming. And mm. yeah, this okay. you, you to be fair, watch it because Littlefinger comes in and his accent is completely different to what <laughs> up. And yeah, um, it, it is. is. It really is. Okay, then. So that is it. Sixteen out of thirty popcorns just for that episode, which is, I suppose, okay worth a watch. You know, do the middle math. of the road. About. Yeah. So next time on Popcorn Saga. 
it um, basically describes us three, cripples, bastards, and broken things. <laughs> <laughs> that is an apt description. Uh, yes, yeah. it is. Very yeah. much so. <laughs> yes. Yes, so Ed looks to a book for clues. Um, Robert and his guests witness a tournament honouring Ned. Oh, yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, Viserys clashes with Daenerys in Vastothrak. Sansa imagines her future as queen. Ugh. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Catelyn rallies her husband's allies to make a point, or Tyrion finds himself caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Okay, so that's to come next time. Go watch season one, episode four of Game of Thrones. Um, I'm off to go and live in Ned Stark's head because I heard that uh, Littlefinger was hiring out rooms. <laughs> uh, Tiff, I guess you're just going to go. Uh, I'm going to go fix the lift on the wall. Yeah. I'm going to go make it safe. <laughs> James is going to go and piss off it. No, I'm going to yeah. go and try Benjamin. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and try and <laughs> bring him back and earlier. Bring him in halfway through season one and keep him in for the rest of the series. Bring back Benjamin so he can mount the great Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thank Bye. So there you have it, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, the best way for our podcast to grow is for you to tell a friend. Tell your friends about Popcorn Saga if you enjoy it. Follow us on Instagram at popcorn underscore saga, Twitter at the popcorn saga, Facebook the popcorn saga, and anywhere you get your podcast, the link is in the bio in all our social media, and will be in the bio section of each episode of the podcast. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Popcorn Saga. I thought it was a euphemism for uh, Drogo's dick, so yeah, I thought I'd check.